ever had an argument with your partner and uh, you're feeling like uh, you are at a crossroads for sure and uh, you don't know whether to turn left, right or just stay in the center. And thank you so much uh, to that uh, from uh, Tracy Chapman saying crossroads and that's exactly where we find ourselves when it comes to relationships. And uh, Carol Ann Dixon is joining us as a counseling psychologist uh, specializing in imago relationship therapy. And I'm sure that a lot of people just don't get this love thing, Carol. Uh, Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for taking our call. Good afternoon, Christelda, and it's lovely to talk to you. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to talk to you. I mean, we we borrowing and, and drawing strength uh, from, uh, you know, conversations that were written um, by Gary Chapman about the five languages of love. If only we could just understand each other's language, uh, perhaps we might just get it. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about imago relationships and then we can get into uh, understanding the five lang- languages of love. Oh, thank you, Christopher. So imago relationships is an organization that's actually um, in uh, South Africa, in Cape Town, Durban, and in Kauteng, and we promote relational health. Mm. With, uh, with couples, we work a lot with couples, um, whether they're married or in any kind of long-term committed relationship, and also children and families. And we really assist um, relationships to function in a healthy way to um, deepen the commitment and the connection and the safety in their relationship so people happy and feel fully alive uh, with their partner and um, the people that they love. Because, you know, it all boils down to people here to one another uh, because they don't know how to talk to each other and, and don't understand each other's language of expressing love. Yeah, I think that people do misunderstand each other a lot. Um, with, with the love languages, Is can you imagine that you've fallen in love but you really cannot understand what they're saying to you. Yeah. And it, it, imagine if they're speaking in a language that expresses love in a very guttural way, you know, mm. and it, it seems that they're shouting at you, but in actual fact, they're passionately declaring their undying love for you. But the mm. way that it's coming across feels like it's an attack. And so you're going to reject that without understanding that they're really desperately trying to show you or express their love to you. Um, and this is what happens a lot with, with our language of love, is that we learn from very, very young mm. what makes us feel loved. What do other people do and say and how do they interact with us that makes us feel really special and loved and precious. And we learn that that is, the, that is what makes us feel safe. And that's what we want from our partners. But very often, they are wanting something completely different from us because their love language is the complete opposite. So if my love language, for example, is physical affection, mm-hmm. and my partner who loves me a lot is buying me beautiful gifts and flowers and roses and um, chocolate, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be very expensive, but is really going out of his way to buy me beautiful things or, or treasure me with with. And I just want him to put his arm around me and hold my hand and run his fingers through my hair. Mm. I'm not going to feel loved. 
that's not my love language. But how do we then get to talk about this language um, when we don't even understand, uh, you know, the mother tongue that we communicate with, let alone a, a foreign concept that is called language of love? Yeah, so I think it comes down to being willing to ask for what you want. Uh-huh. And I think uh, particularly... Very many women, especially, we kind of socialize. You don't ask for what you want. Your partner must read your mind. They must understand without you telling them, this is how I want to be by you. This is what makes me feel connected. We often assume because they love us, they must just know. And I think it comes from two things. One, when we are little children, we don't often have to needs, especially if we've got really, really good parents who anticipate our needs and who show their love to us without us having to ask for it. And then the second thing is during the romantic phase of love, when when we're in that passionate early moments where we just have fallen in love with somebody, anything that they do is good enough. You know, we just, it doesn't matter what they do in love with them. So we actually have this very unrealistic expectation that's going to be maintained mm. further down the line, and we don't ask for what we want. Carol, and we're trying so does hard. That make um, sense? It, it does make sense. What doesn't make sense is uh, the connection. Uh, your line is breaking terribly, uh, which is just so unfortunate because this is one of the most important conversations looking at uh, young men um, being charged. Uh, for murdering loved ones because she simply said, I don't love you anymore. And if we taught this communication from an early age, surely some of these tragedies could be avoided. Carol Ann? It seems like this line is just not um, helping us in any way to have this conversation. And uh, perhaps we can also invite you to give us a call. Uh, Have you been struggling with communicating your love language to your loved one? Do give us a call 891-104-207. Or you can also send us an SMS on 40938. SMS is charged at 150. 105.1, the home of SAFM in Johannesburg. Johannesburg. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Fun and positive conversations. Call Criselda now. 0891-104-207. Yeah, we take your calls right now. We also invite you to send us uh, SMS voice notes. Uh, it's uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 614 107. As we talk about uh, the language of love, do you understand your lover's uh, language of love? Or do you um, get to a place where you just argue for the sake of arguing and no matter how much you try to communicate, you just talk past each other? And joining us right now on the line is Carol Ann Dixon, who is uh, from Imago Africa, talking us uh, as a clinical psychologist. Now, Carol Ann, you were still telling us about, you know, the one question that I know would resonate with many in relationships, how do we stop arguing and actually resolve uh, challenges that we're faced with? So, Chriselda, that is the million-dollar question. How do we stop arguing? Well, I don't think we can stop arguing, to be honest. 
I think that arguing and conflict is very uh, much a necessary part of a relationship. Mm. And it's our way of kind of maintaining our individuality while we are in a relationship. I think the problem is the way we argue. Mm. So I think expressing your opinion, arguing, disagreeing, um, having a different way of seeing things, a different perspective is healthy and normal. We don't want to always agree and be the same because that's, that's not going to grow and we're not going to have the, the, the spice that we need in the relationship if we just agree with our partner all the time. However, I think it's the way that we argue and that we put one another down and we blame and shame mm. and um, belittle uh, one another. And that, that is when it becomes a problem. So I think what we need to do is, first of all, recognize that it's an okay to have healthy conflict. It is okay to, to not always agree on everything, but to continue to work at building the relationship into a healthy, respectful one and to learn one another, to begin to understand one another and discover, you know, the differences that we, we have between one another. And that is, that's learning one another's love language. And to take a step back and be willing to say, okay, you see it differently from me. Let me be curious about how you see it. Let me be very interested in your perspective and fascinated by the way you see things differently to me. And, and I mean, can this concept of, of understanding the love languages also apply to other relationships outside uh, intimate relationships? Absolutely. I think um, in terms of being a parent and understanding your child's love language mm. is wonderful. And I think that if we take the time to observe and to see what our children respond to, how they... Um, smile, how they light up, how they feel closer to us and are therefore more cooperative with us when we actually show them love in the way that they like to be or want to or prefer to be loved. Um, and Griselda, I think the other side of the coin is really important because sometimes when we um, discipline our children or when we correct their behavior, if we do it in a way that wounds them, they're not going to learn. Mm. So, for example, if my child's love language is physical touch and they're cuddly and they love to be held and cuddled and, and, they, get, and they love that physical affection, if that, kind of chi if that child is disciplined through Banking or smacking, which as we know in South Africa is, is illegal now. Yeah. But if we use the hand that is supposed to love um, in a way that hurts the child, not you're doing very a great amount of damage because, first of all, you're not loving them. Mm. And secondly, you're using the instrument of love to hurt them. Um, the, the same thing is if, if a child's love language is words of affirmation and yeah. they love to hear uh, compliments, they love to be approved of, they love to be told that they're special and mm. what they're doing is wonderful. And then you use words to criticize or shame them or belittle them. Not only are you withdrawing love from them, but you're actually wounding them in the very place that they most need love. 
And so your style of discipline can also be influenced by understanding what their love language is. And there's nothing as difficult as trying to love a person who's still stuck in that moment uh, where they were supposed to receive love and instead they were scolded. Uh, let's take your calls on 891 Yusuf, you're joining us from Fer-Ianaheng. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, my sister. How are you? I am fabulous, Yusuf. All How right. are you? I'm going to be very quick. Thank right? you. I, my father passed away when I was three years old. My mother brought me up single-handedly. Mm. When it was time to marry, I told my mother, you choose my bride. <laughs> it's my way of saying thank you. She did. And it turned out to be a fantastic uh, marriage. Number one, when you get married, remember that somebody else's daughter is coming into your life. Yeah. She has the same feelings as you have. Always be polite to her. Always be friendly to her. If she makes a mistake, tell her, darling, you'll do better next time. You get up on a Sunday morning and you say, come, we go to the Wanderers to see the cricket. And the wife says, no, Yusuf, let's go for a picnic. Forget your wish. Satisfy her. In any relationship, if two people pull in the opposite direction, there is, support, there is definitely going to be friction. Marriage is one of patience. If I have to give all my life in, I will do it. Yeah. If that will bring happiness in my family. Simple manners. Don't criticize people. Don't use vulgar language. Don't raise your voice more than necessary. Respect your wife. Respect her presence. Mm. Respect her wishes. Congratulate her on her successes. You don't need clinical psychologists. You don't need anybody. It's (laughs) just you who has to know that if it is somebody else's daughter who sacrificed her life to come into yours, now you handle it with care. And your God, your Allah, will be very, very pleased. And he'll be blessed with your marriage. Yusuf? He'll, he'll bless your marriage. Yusuf? Your children will take after you. They, you will be an example. You, on a Valentine's Day, bring her a gift. Yes. You don't have to break the bank. You've just Our given us Marriage 101 lessons. Uh, in my eyes, Yusuf, you just qualified as best husband. <laughs> How long have you been married? 40 years. 40 years. Yes. Oh, wow. Thank you. I I have sacrificed all my wishes, and I still will sacrifice. Because she's given her life to me. If I need a trouser, I'll wait till she's got her dress. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll end it on that. No, thank you so, so much. Uh, all right, uh, he was. He had already said goodbye, and yes, was still talking. Carol, and uh, I mean, one has to do the much work to get to a place where empathy is applied all the time, and that's what I'm hearing uh, from Yusuf. For he he acknowledges his place and his contribution as a husband. Do we understand these roles though when we enter relationships? I think sometimes it takes 40 years to learn to love somebody and to understand them and to have that level of empathy and that level of sacrifice. 
Uh, Chriselda, I think, you know, the early days of a relationship is all about learning mm. your partner, who they are and, uh, and how they like to be loved and also what triggers them and what frustrates them and what upsets them. It's all a learning curve. And I think we have very, very unrealistic expectations that this beautiful person, this romantic partner that we've attracted into our lives is created solely for the purpose of making us happy. Absolutely. Um, that actually we need to learn how to make one another happy. We need, falling in love is easy. All you need is a pulse. All Staying in love is really, really hard. It's a hard work. And we need to be willing to go through the hardships with one another, create the memories, tether each other together with commitment mm. and with patience and with the, the willingness to grow as a person. And your partner is going to trigger you, and you are going to bring all the baggage of all your unmet needs and your unrealistic expectations and the anticipation of happiness. You're going to bring all of that into your relationship, and it's go- it has to change. Thank you. The Thank you so much. Cause uh, us and invite us into change. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Uh, Carol Ann Dixon, uh, also you can Google, uh, she is, uh, her details are available uh, on Google. Uh, Carol Ann Dixon from Imago Africa talking about the languages of love. And uh, one wise woman taught me that we need to stop falling in love and start growing in love. Here's Tracy Pumgad with the news headlines.